This is the Reconstructed Man Podcast. My name is Lane Ingram. And I'm Daniel Thurman. The Reconstructed Man Podcast is a place where we explore the transgender experience by sharing our stories and lifting up the voices of others. This show is for trans, cis, and everyone in between. It's about building community and connections, and we're glad you're here. Yes, we are. What's up, Daniel? What's up? I'm doing doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good today. Were you, wait, were you going to tell me how you were doing before I asked? I was. The sun's out. I'm feeling good. Can you tell? It's like all the vitamin D is. It's the, it's the green tea. You know what happens when I drink green tea and the sun's out. It's just a (laughs) lethal combination. It's about to get lit. It's about to get lit. Yes, it is. Uh Uh-huh. Green tea, green tea does not equate to lit to me. Seriously, when I think of green tea, though, I think, like, you should sit down cross-legged and, like, light a candle and sip your tea. Is that what Mm. you do? No, not at all. Like, this green tea, so I drink my cup of coffee in the morning, I drink my green tea. If I have to have, like, more caffeine in the day, I go to green tea, and this this is some some matcha, like, powdery green tea, and it's just, like, this really good potent midday energy clean energy mm-hmm. see i don't even know what it is i'm thinking tea mm-hmm. and like it's just green it is so no it is, but it is it's just a little less like uh intense from coffee <laughs> you know when you just need like a little bit of a pick-me-up and so yeah. but i don't You're know so it could get lit, lit pretty soon i don't know we'll see you're interesting i like it it's a beautiful day outside, though. It's cold, but, like, the sun is shining, and it's nice. Yeah, how are you feeling? I drove around today. Are you, you, you did what? You drove around? Yeah, I um. drove around. The sun was out, and what did I do? I, like, went to the gas station, you know? Oh, big day. Yeah, really, yeah. really uh-huh. big-time activities during this time of, of life. So yeah. I got to get outside today, and that was good. Yeah. I'm having a great day. I'm excited for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Today's payday for me. Okay. It's, uh, what are you going to do? you going to go driving around more? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe you drink your green tea and i'll drive around i will i will you know these uh these covid days are really interesting like the other day i um i like didn't brush my teeth at all like this is this is the first time and like now i've had days where it's like four or five o'clock and i'm, I'm like you know you getting that little fuzz on your teeth and you're like oh my god i have not brushed my teeth today and i've been in business meetings and like all sorts of things you know but there was a day the other day it was like 10 o'clock i was having a rough day i was really tired it was a busy day and it was about 10 o'clock and i was already in bed and i had realized i had not brushed my teeth and i was like you know what it's not happening today wow i know you just told everybody that i just i feel like I feel like you needed to get that off your Sometimes chest. And I you want just, you to know that I, yeah. I still, I love you. I accept you. I'm not judging you. Okay. I understand. Thank you. And so, like, just had to come clean yeah. with that. Yeah, you know? I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot we're gonna come clean with today, right? Like today's show is called Out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so out. I guess, I guess that was your first, like, that was like your icebreaker to like, <laughs> just getting ready. You know what I mean? Things out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be sharing our coming story, coming out stories, right? Uh, yeah, coming out stories, plural, right? Uh, because as a trans person, you are certainly not just coming out once. It is a lifelong skill set that you are developing. So you're going to have a full library of experiences to look back <laughs> on and laugh at and feel ridiculous about and feel pride about, hopefully. Um, but it's an ongoing thing in our lives as trans people. So as we started to even talk about the idea of this show, we realized we just had so many different 
experiences. Um, and we're going to share some of those today. Yeah, I can't I wait mean, to hear some of yours. <laughs> I mean, but think about how many, even, okay, so the number of times you will come out probably, and that's for a number of different reasons. You know, there's the first time, and then there's maybe every other time you start something new in your life, if you decide to. I mean, um, it reminds me of when I met you, right, and how I met you as Daniel, and I had no idea, um, mm -hmm. and you met me as not who I am right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it just... And we both came out to each other in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I was coming out to to become me. So I think I think these are these are certainly places that you can draw strength from. Um, I think these are things that still hurt. Um, but mm -hmm. but when you can look back and kind of laugh and see how far you've come, mm -hmm. you know, one thing I guess I'd say about mine as if I was to start, right? So the first person I told that I thought that I was trans was my wife. And it, it's not like it's the, it's not like I thought that it was going to be hard, you know, but how do you figure out what words to say to somebody? Mm -hmm. right? And she had just married me two months before that. Oh, wow. Right. So like you, cause you had been dating for a couple years, years, right. And yeah. And it wasn't until you had gotten married that you had realized that you were trans. Right. Wow. That's powerful. Right. I mean, so wow. get this. So we get married in September of 2016. And in November, I'm like, hey, hey, um, there's something we need to talk about. Um, and luckily for me, I'm, I'm with the right person who loves me for me and who saw me and, mm -hmm. you know, understands that and is supportive. But that was scary. Yeah, you know, I guess I'd say that was my, yeah, that I'd say that was my scariest coming out. Mm -hmm. Not my not my parents, but this person who had chosen to love me. That was my scariest time to come out because I'm about to tell you something that I finally figured out that actually feels right. Okay, because remember, I came out before with what I thought I had to come out with, which was being gay, which wasn't right. And that was an awful experience for everyone involved. Um, and so this time me knowing what was the truth i was i was worried about how that reaction would be and and so that was a good one you know mm -hmm. there was a lot there was a lot of questions you know what does that mean for us and you know it means that somebody else has to look at what that means for them mm -hmm. but that was that was a good that was a good scary one yeah and do you think um because because i knew a lot of the circle that you were around when you first came out as trans a lot of people, including myself, were like, well, that makes perfect sense. Like, you're just kind of, you know, a guy anyways. Like, did did your wife have that same um, perception? Or, like, was she, like, shocked? Or, like, what was her reaction yeah, to that? She's, you know, I, she's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is great. It was wonderful of, of her. But she actually was like, you know, I kind of thought maybe you were doing something when we first met anyway like i thought maybe you were transitioning or maybe you were you know or like mm -hmm. she's like that's how i always saw you and that was validating so mm -hmm. that's great but it also was like what <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> it's like what you like, say something uh -huh, but that reminds yeah, yeah. me so i mean listen you have to come out even like think about therapy We've told you therapy is an important part of this, right? So I went to my therapist for the first time because you have to speak to somebody to get your letter, to get the referrals. And when I walked in, my therapist said to me, so 
let me just make sure I want to start on the right track. Um, are you transitioning female to male or male to female? And I was wow. like, <laughs> like, part of me, part of me, because, you know, like I do some marketing. Part of me was like, she looked in my file and wants to like make me feel good and get me all comfortable, you know, like butter me up like, Oh, okay. But I mean, so that was interesting too. So uh, what about you? Who's the first person you told? I don't really know. I don't know the first person I told because I kind of just always had that trans identity. So there was a lot of like explaining that like, um, yeah I guess I'm gay but I'm not really gay like I like women but I don't really feel like a woman and so there was a lot of um transitioning of my coming out that just kind of became natural over time but I do know one of the most significant uh first for me was when um I came out but was kind of outed to my mom for being trans Um, I had told a couple family members because my mom, I just knew is not going to be accepting. Um, it was just a running theme in our relationship because I was presenting as trans since I was very, very little. Um, so she would make comments constantly about how you know that wasn't going to be accepting acceptable. And she was, she would blame it on religion and all this stuff. And so as I started hormones, I got to a point where I'm like, uh, I'm going to have to tell these people in my life because they're going to see it pretty soon. So I, I got a, you know, I went to a couple people in my family that I trusted that I thought would be more accepting. Uh, they weren't as accepting as I hoped, but it was all right. And then uh, my cousin, who was one of those people, had actually told my mom before I got to tell her. And so I, uh, I got a phone call that was like, you need to get home now to your mom because she's not well. And everything became about my mom kind of crumbling and being so hurt and broken. And it was a horrible, horrible, horrible conversation that no child should ever have to experience with their parent, you know, of uh, just kind of a brutal, uh, unaccepting of them as a human being and taking away of their love and, and just, real, you know, said those things. And um it scarred me for many years. I didn't talk to my mom for maybe six or so years. We're still kind of dancing around um, certain things, um, but uh, it was it was incredibly painful. So when people talk about being in positions of coming out as gay, trans, whatever you're coming out as, I understand completely the 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 fear when when there's um, you know a sense that you may you may experience a rejection. Um, it's very real to a lot of us and those have implications of potentially being homeless or just, you know, mental health, not feeling supported. Um, that was really challenging. It was an incredibly challenging, dark time for me in my life. So, uh, I hate that, mm-hmm. I mean, but that's, that's mm-hmm. reality, that for, is reality for so like for so many people, mm-hmm. you know, and it reminds me of our show before when we talked about this, you know, how you knew from such a young age. Right. And I shared how. I have a little jealousy about that, right? But then you talk about, I have the advantage of being a grown up this time, whereas you didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And it reminds me, um, you know, when I came out that first time of, you know, and said that I liked women and I was gay, which ridiculous, but what I did, sorry. I'm going to do that every time we talk about that. Like, I can't with that part of my life. You just God. need to clarify it every time we get that. It's okay. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I remember, you know, my family was part of the church, you know, and I remember them feeling like 
guilt and embarrassment and shame. And like, that was hurtful because I was pretty great. Like I went to a great school and I was a good athlete and I was a good kid and I had great jobs. Like you're disappointed in me, you know? And I carried that with me for so long. And so this time around, it wasn't really gonna, I mean, it was gonna matter because I love my family, right? Like we do, it's, you know, they're our parents, they're our family, you know, they're gonna affect us. But like, I remembered that, you know, I remembered that that's how you made me feel about just being me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to let that happen. And so I think that's an advantage that I had of being a 36 year old. And so I hate that for you and for every other kid who finds the freaking courage to say those words out loud, right. Or trust somebody and they betray your trust or you get put in a situation that you're not ready for, mm-hmm. you know, because you cannot, you can, it's not advisable, but you cannot come out like, the in your best way you know or and what's going to make you feel the best if you're forced to do it mm-hmm. or if somebody tries i mean you can't right yep. and it's gonna it's gonna put a a negative spin on your moment yep. right don't you think for sure it totally did you know um but i think it would have gone bad whether i said it or someone else told my mom i mean it was just bad it was just bad and, and here's what i'm gonna say to anyone out there that is potentially facing rejection when they come out to someone that they love and care about. At the time, it, it, it felt like it nearly broke me. And it was a, a horrible thing to endure for years. I really had to find in myself the, the, the self-esteem and the self-acceptance that we generally look to other people to help provide us as we develop it. So um, it's one of the reasons that suicide rates and mental health rates and depression rates are so high for the trans community is because when we're when we're not accepted by our peers, our family, our community, et cetera, uh, that is very detrimental and damaging to our psyches and to our awareness of who we are as people. It takes a while to recover from that. So if you're someone that just went through that or you're facing that as a, as a potential outcome of coming out, it can be very challenging. Um, but what came out of it for me was a deep self-awareness, a mm-hmm. deep level of confidence of who I am. And there's not a person in this world for any reason that could change that about what I think about myself now. I had to go through a lot to get there, just like you did, right? Like our self-esteem sometimes in a room could probably you know, make it explode because I think you and I have so much confidence sometimes. I think we use it well, but I think we had to develop that because we yes. were somewhat rejected. A lot of trans folks are going to experience that too. A lot of gay folks might experience it, that too. But something does come out of that when we get through it. And we're going to give you some resources at the end of the show and in our show notes too that talk about connecting to those resources as well. Yeah, what you just said was so important. And I just want to repeat it, right? Like the confidence factor. Here's the thing. If you're if you're a trans person and you've come to that realization, and I'm gonna say even later in life, right? Because I can identify with that a lot, a lot better. When you have that realization and it just hits you, first of all, I mean, it just punches you in the chest. That's what happened to me. I mean, when it hit me that that's what it was all these years, I mean, it just punches you in the chest. And after you get over the initial shock and you allow the, you allow yourself to accept it, right? I mean, that feeling of confidence, the feeling of power, right? Like you have to hold on to that Mm -hmm. because 
you're actually getting to be to feel like you and nobody can take that away you know and the people that 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 do respond poorly or are hurt or make it about them you know like that it's it's gonna hurt it is it's going to hurt but it's how you but you, you just have to remember what you're doing like it's about you yeah you know? i mean that's that's what i held on to yeah yeah and you have um you know we're going to talk a little bit at the end of the show too about our recommendations but you just got to have your people lined up too because there's always going to be people that love and accept you so make sure you got your 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 group there when you're you're about to come out in a situation where you you sense there could be some rejection at the other end uh those are, those are tough moments those are not I don't know if coming out's ever fun. There's always a sense of anxiety built around it, but there's definitely some more than others that there's a, there's 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 fear. There's just yeah. a tremendous amount of fear, but you can get through it. And you know, showing up and telling your story and telling your truth, it, there's not anything more powerful I know in this world than when people do that, especially when they don't have to. Yeah. So I mean, and then timing. Timing is something too, right? So. When I, so like, let me tell you how this went. Cause you come up for me, I came out in phases sort of, right? So mm. September, 2016, I get married. November, I have this kind of realization. I also talked to you. Like, I don't want people to, I want people to make sure they have a full picture of what was going on in my life. Like Daniel was a big part of this. Like, I told him like, Hey, <laughs> I think I figured something out, you know? And that was mm. big for me. That was a rock. Okay. Somebody who had been through it, who was like, super supportive, super loving, super understanding, super like, you've got this. Okay. You've got to have your, you got this person, I'd say. Mm -hmm. But so I had Daniel. Then I start therapy. Right. And I'm like, I'm not telling anybody because I don't have to. Right. I, I know this about me. My wife knows we're good. But in February, I got my first appointment with a doctor for a shot of testosterone. And so I was like, well, you know how I was. I was like, after I take my shot, I'm about to have a mustache tomorrow. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got to start telling I, people. <laughs> I got to start telling people before, like, they're like, hey, why is your voice so deep? Um, <laughs> but so, okay, but real quick, the day I got my shot, I called Daniel on the way home, and I said, guess what? And he was like, what? And he's all, he's being all like, why are you calling me? You know, and I was like, I need to talk to you. Um and I said, guess what? He said, what? I said, dude, I just got my shot. And he was like, I thought your voice sounded deeper. And I was like, one of the greatest moments of 2017 by far. I don't know if you knew that. But anyway, so after that, I'm like, I got to tell my parents, you know? Mm -hmm. And so let's see, 2017, I'm 36 years old at that time. And I just was like, I'm going to tell them and because it's right, because it's true, because it's real, because it feels right. You know, like I'm going to be stronger. They're not going to hurt me. Um, I am grown. I pay my own bills, right? Like uh -huh. really ready. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they say. I'm ready. And let me tell you something. All of that stuff is true, but I still saw my mom's face. I'll never forget it. Right. I still saw the, I still had the anxiety and fear of, is this going to be too much? Mm -hmm. You know, even with as confident as I am, even with the fact that I knew, right? Like fear, is this too much? Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, it was a much better conversation than the first time I told my mom something like that. The first time I told her something like that, she started crying in our kitchen and that was hard this time. Um, I think she had also learned from past mistakes. Um, and it wasn't awesome. You know, we didn't hug. She wasn't like, I look forward to calling you my son, 
mm-hmm. you know but um i i i said my truth you know i said there's something about me that's always been off and i figured it out and it feels right and i need you to love me that's what i said i need you to love me that's mm-hmm. all i need mm-hmm. you don't have to understand like you don't have to accept it right now i just need you to love me what was her response her response was, I do love you, mm-hmm. um, but which was great, which was better than before, okay? And it's like, you don't ever want to have to settle, but it's like, to, to me and our community sometimes, like, we do have to settle for the little things. Like, you take what you can get. Um, you said that you're, when your mom found out it became about her, you mm-hmm. know? I just think about how parents, how parents do that, you know? They think about how it's what it's going to do to them and how it's going to make them look and all that stuff. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it went better at the time when you first came out to your mom. I mean, I don't know if there's ever a time, even I think when we, we take that power back, like you had talked about, you know, you're like, I've got my own life. I'm independent. I don't need them physically for anything. I don't need them financially for anything there's still love and being rejected for, um, you know, someone that, yep. that loves you is, is a very, very difficult thing for any human to experience, especially when you know, it's not anything that's your fault. And if anything, you need more of that love to go through what you're about to go through. So I think there's, there's just no way to get rid of that fear. Um, you know, we're, we're all going to make it through, but right. Tell me a good one, Daniel, a good one, huh? Tell me a good one of yours. Oh God, I've had, I've had a lot of coming outs. Um, I had probably one of my most beautiful coming outs about a month ago. Um, because they always happen, right? A month ago, they always happen. And, and this, 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 this was kind of an interesting one because I've been progressively coming out since I started taking hormones. Um, I think we all will to, to an extent. And, um, so, when I met my wife, we had been together for, I don't know, I think it was like seven or eight years before we decided to get married, but I was very much a part of her family, but I wasn't out publicly uh, with being trans. So her family didn't know. Um, So now we're fast forward. We're like 20 years in as a couple. (laughs) I had only come out to her, to some of her family members about five years ago to her mom, you know, my mother-in-law um, had no idea. And when someone doesn't know and you just know them for that long, I was so afraid of rejection. So it took me a long time to get to right. a point where I was ready to tell another mom, you know, um, it went yeah. way better that time. Um, it was really a, a wonderful experience, but um, you know, there's, there's, there's offspring in that family. And I have a niece and nephew that are the closest young people in my life. And they're, they're, they're beautiful young impressionable humans and i had a very close relationship with them my whole life and um but they didn't know i was trans because you know we weren't we weren't out i started to come out to some of the family they seemed too young to understand and so they never knew i never told them that uncle daniel was transgender we talked about when's the right time and had no idea um, when that was going to be well part of coming out um in this sense was because this podcast started and one, I really wanted to share it with them. 
And two, they could potentially find out because it became very public. And so we had uh, set up a phone call. It was it really hurt to not be there to hug and see them. Um, but we set up a, a Zoom call, Lindsay and I, with uh, our niece and nephew. And, um, you know, I'm getting pretty good at coming out now. I've got terminology to use and I'm confident. <laughs> and But I love them. You know, I love them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what mm-hmm. they're going to think of me. Um, and it was just, uh, I, I'm going to tear up just thinking about it. Like it was unconditional love. My, my nephew, you know, he's a, he's a man of few words and I love that about him. And I recognize that cause that's how I used to be. Um, but he just didn't even like bat an eyelash and he was just like, no, no questions, you know, and my niece is definitely more forthcoming and, um, you know, shared some words and followed up in a text and she's been listening to the podcast and, um, you know, they were just so accepting and loving and um it, it just healed old, old wounds from those other conversations mm-hmm. that i've had the other coming outs um it was just so awesome it was just so awesome and so how old um oh you're gonna put me on the spot with their ages right now i think they're nine and like 16 roughly. 10 and 16 no okay. that can't be right 11 12 mm-hmm. 12 and 16 i think I think 12 and 16. <laughs> I got it. I got the range. <laughs> got it. And they're, they're just, they're just awesome. And, and I didn't want to lose the moment. No, but the, that was, um, it, I'm, I'm telling you when I say like it healed old wounds, like it, it really did. Um, it makes me emotional to think about more so than any coming out that I've ever had. I think, um, when I think about those two kids and, um, it, it was just really wonderful. So, you know, the moral for me in this is, um, and I can tell you a hundred other coming out stories. There were some funny, there were some ridiculous, there were just like all sorts of weird, like handing my driver's license around because I didn't know, I didn't have the term transgender <laughs> at my disposal. So I'm like, I don't want to use the word right. transsexual. So I'll send my driver's license around. That's still female and people, anyways, all sorts of just craziness. Um, but this one was just, um, it really made me realize that, as, as trans people, we are going to have so many different experiences coming out. Good, bad, challenging, ridiculous, funny. Um, embrace it. You know, be open to it. Know that it's not always going to be the same. It's not always going to be as hard. It's not always going to be as painful. Um, you're going to have moments that are going to fill you up like, you know. Yes. Like, a, you know, just there's going to. Your heart's going to explode. Yeah, I'm speechless yeah. right now. I mean, it's just it's overwhelming when I think about how beautiful that moment was. Uh, so you're going to have those moments too when you come out, you know, it's not, not always going to be bad and hard. How about you? How about you? And well, you brought up something. It's so funny. I was going to talk about my little nephew too, because you know, four years ago, he was only two. Right. But when he was born, I was not this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just remember his development. So when it started to happen um, and I went by lane um, and he calls me Bubba, right? <laughs> like my family, seriously, this is not a joke. My family would be like, um, she did this or they'd say my other name and he'd be like, Bubba's not a girl, <laughs> like, like aggressive. And then they'd be like, what? And he'd be that. like, you said she, Bubba's not a girl. You know how kids uh-huh. are just like, Matter of fact, I know this, like, he's been my ride or die from day one, right? Like, Bubba, Bubba, you a boy? Yes. See, Bubba said he's a boy. (laughs) See, he gets it. But you know what I mean? And so 
I love that. Um, and I wonder, I wonder when I'll have to have that conversation of what that really means. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope it's beautiful like that. Mm-hmm. I have sure. a sense it's going to be. Yeah. And those are things that we get to look yeah, forward no, to, right. Of like evolving in a way that you become this, this deeper human to these, there's something magical in when you're you're the role model you're the adult you're the strong one and you lay everything down in such a vulnerable capacity and you feel it at that moment you're like i have taken care of i have inspired these kids i have i have loved these kids unconditionally you know i've always known best known better i talk them like they're my own they're (laughs) not at all but you know uh that's how it feels sometimes and you get to this point when you're like I, I just hope they can accept me. Like that is a really vulnerable place to be in. Yeah. And when they do accept you and you become a more dimensional human to them, it's just really magical. It, it was a really cool moment. I hope that, I hope that you have that. I'm pretty sure you're going to, and I'm excited to hear about it when it happens. I think you hit the nail on the head though, right? That I hope that they accept me. Mm-hmm. And and that just is what it is. And I can say all the stuff I want about being strong and being confident, but underneath, right, on the very foundation, I hope that they accept me, is a very human emotion that we all feel. Mm-hmm. And then, and the part that we're talking about is when you don't get that acceptance, right? It's it's what what is what what else you have? Yeah. So so share with me so, a ridiculous. Do you have a ridiculous coming out story? I know you do. I know you have to. I mean. I have lots of ridiculous coming out stories. I mean, so here's one that's really that. I mean, maybe it's not ridiculous, but like I also coach basketball, um, college women's basketball. And I had to tell that team. And um, (laughs) it's like, I call it more like, it's not awkward because it's you, but it's awkward because like you're bringing, okay. I had to tell a staff too, like a room full of like 60 people. Okay, wait, wait, I we got to bring context into this because I'm even, yeah, I'm sorry. even, I'm, I'm confused and, and don't remember correctly. So when you're talking about coming out to the girls basketball team, have you transitioned yeah. already? And you're telling them that, Hey, I used to be female. No, you're like living this female is, okay, and then so, transitioning yes. while you're coaching. Okay, sorry, let me bring everybody back mm-hmm. up to the story. So we're back, still in 17. I just got my shot, talked to Daniel. He was great. That led me to tell my parents because I was going to get a mustache the next week. You know, <laughs> so that's where we're at, <laughs> okay. right? I so <clears throat> then I was like, people are going to find out. People, I, I didn't want anybody else to tell my story. Like, it's just hard to be in Lansing and like, to wonder what was going to happen. And so I was like, I got to get this out there. So I was like, I'm going to put it in the newspaper. <laughs> like saying that out loud now, it, it it does sound like what? I love it. But I was uh, like, I am. It's great. I'm going to put I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a story in the newspaper. And it wasn't just a story. And I'm not saying this to be a way, but like, it was like on the front page. And then there was like an interior <laughs> story with like old pictures of me. Then there was like a web story with a web gallery of images. Like, it was kind it of was, a big deal. Yeah. It was a lot. Uh-huh. Everybody knew. So there was that. So before that happened though, I needed to tell these other stakeholder groups in my life, which included my parents, my kind of immediate nucleus family, siblings. I sent a group text to my extended family. <laughs> like, I can't be doing all these talks. Like, hey, that's what I'm going by. Okay, love you. Peace out. Oh my God. That would have been an amazing group text so, to be a part of. <laughs> oh, it, 
incredible. People are probably reading it and getting into side comments uh. like, you see this text from me? <laughs> or, you know, whatever we're supposed to call him. Anyway, um, so I had to, so I was like, I have to tell my team before this story comes out. So we're in the gym and they came in and I go, hey, we need to see everybody out in the hallway, right? And they're all like, oh, God, I got to need to talk to you about something important. So they're all sitting out there, not knowing what I'm going to say. And, like, I froze. I mean, I have been practicing this. I knew I was going to do it. I, been, I mean, I just froze. I just was like, so I brought you out here. And then it was just like, <laughs> and they were looking at me like, what? And and I told them, and I just said, you know, I there's going to be a story in the paper. You know, I've, I'm, I, you know, it's hard to do right now. You know, but I just was like, you know, I'm, I'm transgender. I'm going to be transitioning um, from female to male. And, you know, it doesn't change anything about who I am or what I think or how I feel about you. I still want you to play basketball here. I'm still going to, you know, help you, help you become a, a great student athlete, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it was great. I mean, I think, I think our youth are going to save us. I say that all the time, but it's like, it, it was, it was fine. And, and a couple of my players stayed after practice and just said, coach, we got you, you know, whatever you need. And it's been like that. And so that was good. Mm -hmm. But then I had to do it at work too. Now at work, we do this newsletter. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't know why I do this stuff, but like, I was like, I'll put it in the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> like, what but so like this article was going to come out let's say sunday and i was like oh all these people are going to see it so i was like i should put it in a thursday newsletter <laughs> so i did this interview dude i don't know i don't know but so i met with our newsletter person and she asked me all these questions and i just answered them like straight up and she printed like <laughs> the exact text of our conversation wow. in this newsletter i mean it was long and it was in depth and in there it said she asked me, when do you want people to start going by, you know, Lane and then the pronouns? And I said, well, today's Thursday. I guess when I come back to work on Monday would be great. <laughs> and like if you had that start. Monday, <laughs> no, seriously. And that Monday, it was like that Wow. at my job. How cool. And so mm -hmm. I've had a, I think to your point, right, where our confidence can fill up a room. And so I think a lot of how my thing has gone has been me and how I've decided to handle it and how I've chosen to, to put it out there. Um, but I've had really good circumstances this time around mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm, and I'm grateful for that. And, and I realize that everybody doesn't have that, you know, everybody doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, as a, mm, as someone that's watching you go through this process from the beginning until now, I would absolutely say that one thing I think contributes so much to how people respond to you is your level of confidence. Um, you lead the experience with, I'm heading that way. You're more than welcome to come with me. <laughs> you know, it's not a question. It's not an ask. It's, uh, um, I'm just letting you know. And people follow. And, and, and if not, they're way too afraid to probably say anything. I don't think there's really too many people that I know that it would ever fit into that category for you. But if they do, um, you just have a lot of strength and you present that. Uh, so I think for, for folks out there that are coming to this point too of, of uh, you know, whatever stage of coming out you're in, you're just starting, you're 20 years into it, 
confidence has so much to do with how it lands and how people on the other end experience it. Uh, that takes some time to build up, but it's one of the outcomes, I think, of maybe not always having the support that we need from our families, our communities, our social structures, uh, is that, you know, an offspring of that is that we develop our own confidence and it's, it can be really powerful. It takes time, but it is, uh, it's a good outcome from that particularly difficult experience that some of us, uh, you know, grew up with. So I, I enjoy watching you come out. I think it's, you know, it's just been great. It's just been a really good experience. I think not only for you, but for the people around you, it's really helped people evolve. Um, knowing someone that's trans and seeing it unfold this way and seeing someone with so, with so much confidence and so much pride in who they are, it shaped the way that a lot of people around you experienced their first trans person, right? Trans story. Um, and that's just been really cool to be a part of. But like, think about you. Think about all the people that, and I can say this from my own experience. I mean, think about all the people that you worked with, where we worked, that knew you, right? As you were just unassumingly trans. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like you were just existing as you, as this great person who's a good guy, very smart, good at his job, right? Like that is also what people need to see of trans people. Like all of those people that didn't know, they just thought you were a white guy. Right. And then they get punched in the chest. Nope. This is, this is who I am. This is my identity. Right. I mean, that has to factor into their picture of trans people too. I mean, you, like you, you did that for me too. You know, like, look at this dude just living. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day I can just live. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's a good point because here's one of the things that I think about is a, um, sometimes as marginalized people, whatever category identity that we carry that's marginalized, especially when it's invisible or hidden for whatever reason, we sometimes forget that our our greatest strength is what used to be our biggest weakness. And if we can, like I said with you, when we can lead with that, when we take ownership of that, we take it back and it becomes part of our story that we share, not the part of the story that we run from and hide from. I will tell any room of people, professionals usually, that I was a high school dropout, that I had mental health issues, that I was homeless, that um, I'm transgender, that, you know, I'll I'll list them out. I I don't run from that side of my story anymore because I survived it. And the fact that I survived it, that will always be my greatest strength because now I see the world in a different way. I have more courage and strength and pride than I ever would have had I not gone through that. And I see all the other underdogs in the world the same way. I see the folks out there that have been marginalized for whatever reason in the same light. Yeah, we have different experiences and, and, and we need to be sensitive to how those, those stories differ and what people need on, on different levels. But on a common ground all the people that have been othered and have been marginalized need to come together and support each other because we understand each other in, in a certain way and we need to put those stories out and in front and center. So, you know, for anyone that's Absolutely. out there that has had that, those struggles in, in any capacity, um, my, my advice always is lead with it, is to, to, to honor that story and don't be afraid to share it because others need to know that you survived it too and that they can. And one other thing, because I... I didn't, I, I haven't, I have yet to do this, but it's okay. Also, if you don't want to, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. Like if you think 
like, don't think that I've never thought or even said to my wife, do you want to move across the country where nobody knows us? It's just so we can see. And I, and that's, that is what it is. I mean, I would like to, you know, now when I walk into a new space, nobody would know, you know, like I, I present as whatever. And that's, and that's, that's just a big part of this transition for me. It just was right. And I haven't, and I haven't had the luxury and I'm sorry to call it that, but I haven't had the luxury of just being, you know, without people really knowing per se, you Mm -hmm. know? And so if, if you, if that's not for you, if, if what you want to do is get to here where the outside matches the inside and you want to go about and live your life, you also won and you also did it and you also survived and you can also do that. Like do it. Mm-hmm. Great so point. Well, make sure, make sure you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I had, you know, years of that. I had years of, of being able to just be, and I needed yep. that. Um, yep. And then I decided I didn't want that anymore, but I, I made that decision. So I think that's a, a great mm-hmm. and fair point um, to, to honor that wherever you're at. No doubt. I think it's okay. I mean, and who knows, you know, maybe when my kids do get out of here and move, maybe we will go somewhere else and I'll just be like, yeah, hey, what's up? I'm going to be like, you just want to write more newspaper articles on you. You know, you're going to be coming out in all these cities across right. the country. Any newsletters? <laughs> Any newsletters looking for some content? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody, Daniel and I want to share some tips. Um, tips for people who might be thinking about coming out are about to come out, um, you know, want to come out, right? Some tips for, you know, what to do, how to get through that, um, what it might be like, just things to think about. And then also some tips for the people who love them, the allies, the partners, the family members, the friends, right? Um, And ways that you can be supportive, ways that you can get through it too, because Daniel and I 100% understand and recognize the um, the sacrifice we understand. I don't want to say the sacrifice, but it is, I mean, the, the burden it can be, we understand the change it brings to our allies, our partners, our friends life. So we just want to share some quick tips. We got five of them for each and, uh, yeah, Daniel go. All right. I'm going to start off with talking about, I'm going to go Brene Brown here and I'm going to start talking about vulnerability because here's the thing, right? Is, like I just came out in a work meeting like two hours ago to a group of people. Um, it, it's just a constant. And this was a group of people that are fighting for diversity. I had no reasons to feel anxious, concerned, scared, anything. But my heart's racing before I say this, right? Before I come out to a group of people, no matter what the circumstances are, chances are you're going to feel scared. You're going to feel entirely vulnerable to whoever you are coming out to. That vulnerability is actually your strength. We teach in this society that it's the exact opposite, that fear, that, that uh, trepidation, that worry, that that's all negative, and it's not. It's, it takes so much courage and strength for us to come out. So when you feel those, you know, ugh, those, those really tense feelings, the sad feelings, the scared feelings, don't run from them acknowledge that that is all strength you are showing up however if your voice cracks if you cry if you got to take a break if you're breathing heavy if you're sweating Mm -hmm. through your clothes Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you're doing is so profound and takes the most strength out of anything that i know a human to go through so um honor that recognize it don't beat yourself up don't run from it um and and remember that vulnerability is our greatest strength yes excellent okay the second one going to say be patient and that patience is both with yourself and with other people 
the patience when you're coming out is important because like Daniel said, you're going to have all these feelings, right? And then you're also going to be worried about whether what everybody else is going to be thinking. You're going to want people to be able to make the switch really quickly, right? Like you're going to be mad at yourself for not making the switch really quickly. I mean, there's, you have to be patient. And, and that even comes when you start, if you start to medically transition, right? Like patience is so huge because it takes time. And you have to remember that this is your life. You have the rest of your life to do this. Um, and the people and I, I'm okay with this, you know, I, I'm okay with this, but being patient with the people in your life, especially if they're trying is going to be important because it was a shock to you. And then you had to go through your own acceptance of yourself. Right. And other people have to do that too. They just do right. Like they have to absorb the information. They have to recognize what it means to them. And one thing I learned in therapy was called cognitive dissonance. Right. So the people that have known you your whole life or that, you know, or however long they've known you, they're used to their, their, their eyes are showing that they're, they're seeing you, their brain is telling them something else, right? Mm-hmm. You've told them something and it's just going to take a second for it to get there. Right. And you'll be able to tell when that time has come because you don't want to take too much, but patience is going to be key. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Yeah. And it's, it's helpful to be able to recognize that someone's integrity. Are they trying? Do they want to get through yeah. that? Or are they just saying, you know, this isn't about you. It's about me. Definitely yeah. a good point. Also for number three, have your support network in place, right? Who are you going to call afterwards? Make sure you've got that lined up. If you're going to come out to someone, uh, anyone, and it's kind of a big deal, tell someone, tell a group of friends, um, you know, there's a lot of different peer supports that are online available across the country right now. Um, so make sure that you're talking to people before so that you can talk about what your concerns are, what your fears are. Um, are you telling people that you live with? Is there potential for rejection? Is there potential for you to get kicked out? Maybe talk to people about those things ahead of time so that you've got a game plan. You've got, you know, plan A and plan B. If it doesn't go well, know that you can leave if you need to where you're going to go. Um, and, and that way, you know, you're still also getting the, the support, those people reassuring you that who you are and what you're doing is not wrong. Um, if anything, it's the exact opposite. You are being true to who you are. And if someone can't accept that, that's on them. It's not on you. So just have your folks in place, have your support group, people that are positive, that are reinforcing, that can, can support you in different ways. Make sure you're, even if it's one person, you got folks lined up for you. That's huge. I, let's just say that again, have your people in place, right? And it, people don't have to be blood, whoever your people are, right? Like Daniel is one of my people. Um, that's really important. Okay. Number four, role models. Um, and they, they kind of go hand in hand, right? They could be the same people potentially, but, but have some people kind of that you can look up to or that who's your trans role model like you is there anybody that you can see yourself in right is there anything that anybody that's doing things that you hope to aspire to be right or somebody to look up to and we have lots there's lots more voices um lots lots more people sharing their experiences you have me and daniel right i mean we're we're going to be here um but it's it was helpful to me to see another trans man making it and being okay and living their life and being accepted and having friends. Right. Um, and so finding that community, looking for trans role models, um, could be helpful. Mm -hmm. So true. And then lastly, and I wish I didn't have to say this, 
you have to know what your rights are. You have to know what the laws are in the state. You have to know what federal policies are, know what policies are in place at the school that you go to, the, the place that you work at. Um, do some research ahead of time. So if you're, you're in a position where you're ready to come out at school or your work um, or, or any other institution like that, know what potential consequences are and know when you have a place that you can actually fight against um, what someone might be telling you or how they may be uh, discriminating against you. Unfortunately, we have identities as trans people that don't fit into our current institutions. So that's why we are on the verge of a civil rights movement with um, trans rights, because we are pushing against all those things that don't fit us. Um, and, and it needs to, um, we need to be recognized and we need to be, uh, we need to have equal and, and equitable rights. Um, we don't quite have those all the way yet. So make sure when you're going into a situation, you know the parameters and you know who to reach out to if something isn't going the way that you believe it should. We're gonna absolutely put some resources up on our our show notes and our webpage. Um, one of the things that will be one of the areas that we'll be featuring is Center for Trans Equality. They've got a great Know Your Rights section. So we'll be redirecting you guys to there, but there's tons of places you guys can go for more information. So make sure you're comfortable with that too. Don't be afraid to read through policy magazines and, and um, in different verbiage to make sure that you know where you stand, you know what your rights are going into coming out. Um, protect yourself in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's important. Okay, so that's our five tips for people who are considering coming out, thinking about coming out, about to come out, right? Uh, now we got to move over to the tips for the people in our lives. So for our partners, friends, family members, okay? The first one, number one, this is my favorite thing to say. Um, I feel like this is what my, the foundation of my family was built on. I, I, I want it to be, right? Is to lead with love. Mm -hmm. If somebody is coming to you and telling and coming out to you. That means that you are important to them. That means that they care about what you think. That means that your opinion matters. And so like, if you love that person, that is where you start. Like before you speak, before you move, like before you breathe, after they tell you, like you need to think in your head, I love this person first mm -hmm. that I, I don't know how, like if you love the person that's coming out to you, like that's, you have to lead with love. Remember that, mm -hmm. right? They love you and you love them. How would you treat somebody that you love when they told you something that is that big and that important? You must lead with love as a foundation. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you do that, you can get through anything else, right? I think if you take away anything as an ally and as someone that's supporting, if you're listening to the show, chances are you're already leading with love. Um, or maybe you know people that might need to be told that. Um, so yes, it, it, there's just no other way to put it that it's probably one of the most profound things that we'll keep sharing on the show all the time for our allies. I mean, it could fix everything. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it, I mean, if you even if you you could mess up the next day, you could say the wrong pronoun, but like they're gonna remember how you like they came and told you and you came back with love mm -hmm. I, that would be the most beautiful that would be the most beautiful thing you could do mm -hmm. absolutely okay sorry no it just is please. there's like, really, like i said there's not enough emphasis on that at all once you lead with love and you continue to lead with love one of the next best things that you can do is listen um and i don't say that lightly listening is an active 
gesture. It's an active response. It takes effort and mindfulness to be able to do that. Um, a lot of us are not good listeners anymore in life, unfortunately. So it's a skill set that we do have to practice. And this is one of the best moments to actually do it, show up and listen. You may be feeling some sense of trauma when someone tells you this. And when we go into a sense of trauma, we know that different parts of our brain shut down and other parts uh, open up in, in a sense of protection. If you sense that happening, you need to get up and walk away or get a, you know, fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air. You need to go to the bathroom for a second and look in the mirror and just calm yourself down. Whatever you need to do to get yourself in a place that can come back, center it around the person that's coming out to you because it is a traumatizing experience for them typically. Um, and listen, really listen to the words that they're sharing with you. Be present and mindful and it does take work. So just remember that too is if you can't find that place right away, do something, walk away for a minute, say, I'm so sorry, I just need to get some, some air and come back and, and be ready to engage as a listener. Right. And just one last thing on that is like, you don't necessarily, like you don't have to say something right away. Listening is a, it's a skill, right? I mean, listen, very good. Okay. Number three, and this is another big one. They're all big. Okay. They're all big, but this is a simple one and it's try, try. Okay. So somebody's just told you something and you've led with love. You're doing great. And you're listening to what they're saying. You're hearing how, you know, they've, they haven't felt like themselves their whole life, or they want the outside to match the inside, or they've always felt like something was missing, or they finally feel like they're going to be who they're supposed to be. Like, listen, right. And then they're going to tell you, this is what I go by. And you have to try. If you love them, you have to try. You have to try to use the right pronouns. You have to try to use the right name. Because if you try, it will happen. And let me tell you something. Because I'm a trans guy who's been a trans guy for four years now. Daniel's been doing it for 20 years. I know 100% the people who don't use my right name and pronouns at their house. I know 100%. You know how I know? Because they make mistakes. And it's been years. You have to try. You have to try. Um, and then the other thing is, the other way you can try is with your communication. Okay? So we did ask you to listen. But then if you if you have something that you you want to know or you want to say or like you, you have to try and communicate also. Because this person loves you too. And they want, they, we do want to know what you think. We do want to know how you're feeling. Because we understand that we're asking something of you. So number three, try. Mm -hmm. And then number four is, this one's a big one for me. Um, it's the follow-up. I get that sometimes when you're hearing this information for the first time and there's some degree of shock or uh, just change, uh, you may not even understand what being transgender means. You may not know what that means and what you're expected to do uh, to help transition with a person. Um, there, there's all sorts of questions you're more than likely going to have. It is okay and actually a very good thing to walk away and process, do some research, right? Um, think through it, have some time away from it, and then follow back up with the person. Um, hey, I was thinking about that conversation that we had the other day and how you came out to me, and here's my train of thought since then, or here's some questions that I have, would you mind me asking? Or I just wanna let you know that that was really amazing and I love you. Um, 
my niece sent me a text about a week later after I had come out to her and I, I was reading it to my wife and I'm crying as I'm reading it to my wife because it just was like, all she said was, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of you and I know how much that took. Um, and you're amazing. And it was like, you know, just the follow-up, the recognition that it was a really significant moment for me and for her, for them. And, um, just say something, um, take time to mold your questions. Um, but saying nothing leaves mm -hmm. us in a sense of, did they hear me? Uh, what are they thinking? You don't want to bring it up again. Like, Hey, remember when I came out to you last week? Like, what are you thinking? Where are you at? You know, you, you, it, <laughs> did you hear me or <laughs> right. was that someone else? Remember when I told um... you when we were drunk on the stove and you're stupid? <laughs> oh no, that was Daniel. Whoops. Oh shit. Sorry, I was going to say that sounded familiar. Um, yeah, but just, you know, um, don't be afraid to ask questions and definitely follow up. Acknowledge that moment because when, when someone tells you, maybe they're sometimes out of obligation, but more than not, we're telling because we're trying to establish that relationship of truth and honesty. We want to share something that is really, really deep with someone else. So um, being able to, to, you might not be able to put your words together when someone comes out to you, but you can absolutely put them together when you step away after a couple of days or a week or whatever it might be. Yeah. And on that, um, no, four follow-up gets into number five, but unfollow-up, right? Like follow-up, you can do that throughout the whole transitioning process. Like put it to you like this. Last year, I had a follow-up with somebody randomly. I, I wrote a blog. Um, I think it was about the holidays two years ago, right? And I wrote some things about what I had experienced and my aunt sent me a text and said, Hey, can we go have lunch at Applebee's? And I'm like, Oh God, yes, of course. <laughs> I'd love to. Um, <laughs> but because you know what it's going to be about. Right. But so that was a follow-up though that she did. I mean, she, she said, Hey, I read your blog and like, here's where I was coming from. And like, you know, there's some defense in that and that's okay. Because she took the time to be like, I want to talk to you about this. And mm -hmm. so get this, since that point, she's come to a trans panel discussion. Wow. Yes. yes. And actually wrote me and said, that was really interesting. Like, I can't, I can't believe that because she got to see like a little trans girl and like an older black trans man. And like, I mean, it just, so follow up is, is huge. Um, mm -hmm. And then moving to number five, our last one, they all wrap together, but it is ask questions, do your research, get engaged. Okay. And a good example I have for that is like my dad, who first of all is like Mr. Google. Okay. Like <laughs> Mr. Google. Okay. But so, you know, he would be hitting me up like, like, especially when I said I was going to have, you know, top surgery, he'd be like, okay. Uh, I've been looking at these doctors. Um, it looks like they do it really well in San Francisco. Um, he sends me articles that he sees and it's just like, do your research, get engaged. Like he said to me, this is not a lie. He was like, okay, so are you going to do the double incision or the keyhole? And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, he was like, no, I've really been looking it up. And I think part of that is like the whole parental, you're going under the knife, but also like he took the time to be like, what are these top surgeries? And let me see what's going to happen. And that, I, I guess right now in this moment, I'm realizing how important and special that is like this very minute, 
Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it then, right? Like then I, I thought maybe he was like trying to, wanted me to not do it or trying to talk me out of it or whatever. But like he took the time to Mr. Google his way around a bunch of trans type of things. <laughs> so I say to you, and he asked me questions about it. Yeah. Like Daniel said, process, right? But then don't disengage. Like don't have us over here thinking like, are they just like walking around on eggshells? Is everything okay? You know, like talk, talk. Mm-hmm. We're happy about it. It'd be cool if you were happy about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So we got, uh, huh. Yeah. Good show. I'm sweating. I mean, that was a, that's always a, a sign of, uh, how well these, these shows help us get some stuff out, you know, you're and, and cause you're hot, I'm, Daniel. I'm sweating cause you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> this was good. I like those tips. I uh, and I like this too. I mean, I'm happy about where we're at for sure in terms of our coming out. You said you just came out a couple hours ago. I literally just realized I was doing interviews yesterday for a position at work, and I came out like sort of. You know, like you know how they'll be like, "Hey, candidates, do you have any questions for us?" And the candidate was all like, "Well." <laughs> Like, by the way, he was like, well, yeah, uh, what's the, what's the culture like there? And, and why do people, why do people want to work there? And so our, our hiring manager person was all like, I'm going to let everybody answer this. And I don't know, like, I don't know what I was thinking, but people were talking about all this different stuff. And I was like, well, you know, it's just really open here. I mean, I'm a member of the LGBTQ plus community and like, what? <laughs> okay. Okay, comer outer. I mean, so apparently another tip is once you start coming out, you're just gonna be like, Hey, also, here's me. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Yeah, taking out like three page sections of your local newspaper. You know, whatever. Whatever way is your way, you just do it. Whatever way is your way. <laughs> anyway, this has been a good show. Okay. We need something from our friends, right? All of our friends that are listening. We've just given you some solid tips so what we need from you is to make sure that you subscribe on youtube and make sure that you check out our website at thereconstructedman.com like us rate us and keep sharing with others and keep rocking you because nobody can do you like you can i am lane ingram and i'm daniel thurman and this is the reconstructed man podcast peace Peace out. out